0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. What is up, baby? What is up to the second string head he- crew out there? The string heads far and wide from the coast of California to the fishermen's coves of Massachusetts. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> How's everyone doing today though? I hope pretty well. I hope everybody had a phenomenal weekend. Not, I mean, great football on actually couple great playoff games that Chiefs Browns games fuck the Browns Trey shout out Trey fuck the Browns I'm glad they lost uh great game though Chad Henny anything is possible and then the Bucks Saints game was pretty good as well the two old old legends Brady and Breeze going at it this quarterback matchup for next week if Mahomes plays which right I mean it's the AFC Championship concussion or not? Uh, he's probably gonna play, anyways. If Mahomes plays, Allen Mahomes and Brady or uh, Brady Rodgers, oh, that's like quarterback nirvana. That's like the greatest. That's like the greatest quarterback in two games matchup I could think of. The young goats against the old goats. So that's gonna be fantastic. I love football. I'm, I I really I don't know if it's like an every year thing for me, but. This year, I definitely noticed like these weekends, the playoff game weekends where you have four games in a weekend and it feels Saturday, Sunday, both days, it feels like there's just football on all day. Those weekends are so underrated. And then last weekend, because of the added playoff team, there are three games on. So there was literally football on all day from the time you woke up to the time you went to bed. I forget how fucking great these weekends are like every year. Because there are weekends like the 4th of July you look forward to. Christmas, New Year, the holidays you look forward to. Maybe your birthday weekend, Halloween you look forward to. Like all these weekends, it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be great. You're anticipating it being awesome and you look forward to it. These playoff weekends, these like first couple weekends in January, so underrated. Like we got here and these weekends went by and I'm just sitting here like, god damn, I'm like, I can't wait to watch football next weekend. You forget – I think just because, like, living in Michigan this time of year, the weather kind of blows. It's snowy. It's gray. We saw the sun last week for the first time in what felt like a month. So you kind of feel like, oh, there's nothing to look forward to. Nothing good can happen kind of until, like, March. But then you realize, like, oh, shit. These these first couple weekends in January are actually maybe, sports-wise, have to be some of the best weekends of the year. And in, in general, like, might be some of my favorite weekends of the year. Like, coming off the new year, coming off the holiday, everyone's feeling invigorated. Everyone feels good, energized. And then you just get to watch the best teams in the NFL duke it out, like, all day, both weekend days for a couple weekends in a row. Yeah, I'm fucking down. <laughs> I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm down. So, that was nice. That was a nice little, uh, I don't know, like a, a reality check, like a, a gratitude check, like – I'm so I'm grateful for these weekends. I love these weekends. I'm going to have to start like on my calendar next year 2022 AFC Championship weekend or like the divisional rounds like make a plan, like do something, make the most of them. These weekends are these weekends are creeping up my leaderboards in terms of weekends to plan something around. July 4th, you always have something planned. Halloween, New Year's, you probably got something planned. These we start we need to normalize these the NFL playoff weekends like you should be doing something like go get an Airbnb with your friends. can you imagine that going up north let's say or god forbid not god forbid that was sarcastic but going somewhere warm and getting an Airbnb with your buddies and just like shooting the shit and watching football for two or three days straight like this weekend Saturday and Sunday you just watch football all day and then Monday you just have off can you imagine that that's like the best weekend of the year to be like totally honest with you so i i I, we need to put some more respect on the nfl playoff weekend's names great weekend of sports i had a fantastic weekend in general sports aside i actually funny i went on that rant until yesterday saturday i didn't watch a ton of sports i watched the wings more than i watched football probably um but yeah i had a fantastic weekend i hope everyone else did as well i'm i'm happy to be back again i said this last weekend feels like it's been a fucking like a month since I've done one of these even though it's only been a few days so I'm happy to be here. Great day today. I'm doing this Monday morning. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I have so much to talk about. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day today. What a fucking legend that guy is. Like he gets talked about a lot. He has his own day and all that stuff. He's he's a legend of the game of life, no doubt. I still feel like we don't talk about this dude enough. This guy is a bona fide legend of human beings. This dude's unreal. The fact that he had a dream where everyone gets along, like, bro, you got to be a believer for that. What a guy. I'm sitting here however many years later and I'm like, dude, the, people are never going to get along with each other. This guy, 60, 70 years ago, however long, when it was times were a lot tougher for people like him, he still had that dream and he believed in it. That is respect to martin luther king jr obviously incredible mission and incredible legacy he left behind goat i don't know i feel like this dude's like underrated it's like how we say there are those athletes that are great like russell wilson i always say even though everyone sucks him off i'm like he's still underrated martin luther king has his own day everyone knows who he is still underrated like this dude the dude's will and and spirit is top two and it's not two to say the least So. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, crazy to think about like what that guy fought for, how recently it is, and how there's, those problems still exist here. Crazy. I don't know. Something to think about today. A little perspective. Humble yourself a bit. Things like that. Always a good, I don't know, thing to do for like a few minutes. Don't spend your whole day dwelling on it, I guess. But take a few minutes out of the day and just think about it. Think about his legacy and what he was trying to do and carrying on his legacy. Shit like that. Anyways because of that day though people have today off the red wings play i'm doing this it's like 11 right now the red wings playing in an hour columbus we'll talk a little bit about the wings today the boys are 1 and 1 i told you I, I watched them saturday all the whole game um and then the opener on thursday i missed the first period but i watched the second too that game was a shitter but i'm excited i'm excited for the wings i think i mean i don't want to jump to conclusions cuz they're 1 and 1 we started off last year 3 and 0 and i was like holy shit, this team's going to make the playoffs. <laughs> and then they finished w- with one of the worst NHL, or maybe the worst record in NHL history. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I don't know, like five, seven minutes on just chatting about... It was exciting. Their game Saturday was exciting. You can't deny that. It w- They improved. It was fun to watch. The The playmakers made plays. Like, Philip Zadina was great. Dylan Larkin was great. It was fun to watch. So we'll talk about that. Um, but... As great as the weekend was and as great as Martin Luther King Jr. is and all this stuff and all this stuff there is to talk about in the Red Wings, today's a business trip for this podcast. Today is an absolute business trip for this podcast. No games, no jokes, no, oh, Nick, oh, I ate this, I don't know, I ate a brownie that was poisoned by this old lady. None of No weird stories, none of that shit. Today's a business trip. The Detroit Lions over the weekend hired general manager Brad Holmes from the LA Rams Um, don't know a ton about him from what I've read. People seem to like him. He seems to be smart. Apparently he was like the Aaron Aaron Donald was his brainchild, which um, yeah, like obviously I'm into that shit. Um, And then the saints just lost yesterday to Tampa. Dan Campbell is going to be the next head coach at the Detroit lions. I kind of, obviously last week I did my Detroit Lions coaching search, who I want, why I want them, who I don't want, why I don't want them. I mentioned Dan Campbell, another guy. Don't really know a a whole lot about. Didn't know a whole lot about then. I guess I know a little bit more now um, just from reading a few things on the internet, but still don't really know a ton about them. But I'm going to speak on the hires. From what I know, um, it's interesting. It's very interesting because I think a lot of us coming in as Lions fans – especially all the hype about Robert Saleh, the hometown boy, the defensive guy, he's fiery, he's a leader. I think a lot of us came in like we we expected this offseason, the coach we got was going to be someone like we knew their deal kind of. Like we knew – we know Robert Saleh's deal. Niner's defense is great. He's a fiery dude. He's a leader. Like we know what we are getting. Eric Bieniemy, the the Chiefs OC. Like we know what to expect. We know why we're getting him. Dan Campbell, it's like, well, this guy, he isn't an X's and O's guy. He's not an OC. He's not a DC. He was the tight ends coach and assistant head coach in New Orleans. He, so he's not hes not going to come in and revolutionize our offense. He's not going to come in and revolutionize our defense. I don't think. From my understanding, he's a guy that's going to come in and instill his culture and hopefully be able to identify people to put in those X's and O spots that are gonna be successful. So we'll see. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten from reading about him. Is he's not like he's not the mastermind, but he's the guy who finds the mastermind and he's the guy who makes sure multiple masterminds work well together and understand they have one common goal. Which I guess isn't terrible. It's interesting. Like I said, it's very interesting. So we'll get into that. It sucks because Brad Holmes I know even less about. I thought we were gonna get the uh the dude from the Colts, Ed Dodds, who's like a hotshot GM, which I know, I still don't know much about him. The GM candidates, it's hard, hard to know a ton about because, like, you don't really hear a ton about GMs. So tough to know a ton about any of them, really. That Ed, uh, Ed Dodds guy, I knew he was like a hotshot and he liked Detroit. I'm kind of interested what happened there. Um, Brad Holmes, I don't know a ton about. I know, that, like I said, Aaron Donald. The Rams have been good. He came in with McVay. The Rams have been good ever since McVay got there. Has to, you know, he was a part of that. He's a part of getting these guys that are that are good players. He's a part of the selection process. I did see one thing. He's been there either three or four years. I did see one thing. Um, since they've been there, or since like the McVay era began. Only two or only three players that the Rams have drafted in those like three or four years are no longer in the NFL, which is a good sign. You draft what? There's seven rounds every year. You have one pick around 28 guys, 21, 28 guys, only three of them no longer in the league. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Not everyone's going to be Aaron Donald, but you want to have those guys that are going to be able to contribute in some capacity. I mean, that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. So that's reassuring. Apparently, uh, he's like an innovator. He's kind of like at one of the – it's like the McVeigh effect. Like a young guy, hotshot, wants to prove himself, new way of thinking, all that good stuff. So I'm cool with it. I, I, I'm i happy with Brad Holmes. Like It's tough because how can you really be mad at it? How can you really be mad at it unless you like fucking are a Rams fan and know about this guy or like you know this dude personally? I don't know how anyone – can really be upset with Brad Holmes, especially when you read about him and <clears throat> all these articles, NFL guys in, in NFL circles across the league. He has a lot of respect from all those guys. Oh, he he was instrumental in drafting Aaron Donald. He's the director of college scouting, which to me, I mean, I don't know what like his day-to-day nine to five looks like, but to me, if you're the director of college scouting for an NFL team, it's probably like, oh, this is the guy you should draft or that's don't draft that guy. Like it would seem he's very, very, very heavily involved in the draft process, which that's what I'm looking for. Obviously the GM's responsible for other things, negotiating free agent contracts or yeah. So like Kenny Galladay, for instance, negotiating well, identifying free agents that can help things like that. Negotiating term price, all that good stuff is very important as a GM. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then making trades if the if the opportunity presents itself, which it kind of will. I mean, if Brad Holmes wants to trade Matt Stafford, I think he will be able to trade Matt Stafford. I think I don't think like Sheila Ford Hamps going to come in and say, no, you can't trade him. I think it's kind of like, hey, the reason we fucking hired you is because we believe in you. We trust you. This is your team. Do your thing. So if he wants to make a trade, He'll be able to put on a show for Lions fans, show them what he's got right off the bat. Or he might not, but still, I'm I'm interested. I'm excited. And that's the least I could ask for. Earlier in the season, you remember like week fucking 10, I'd come on here and be like, I wish I could just be excited. Like, I wish I could just come on these podcasts and be like, yes, the Lions are doing this. They got this happening. I don't know if it'll be great, but it's I'm excited. That's how I feel about Brad Holmes. I'm excited. I don't know if he's gonna be great. I don't know, maybe he'll suck. Maybe he'll be worse than Bob Quinn ever was. Maybe he'll be the best GM in NFL history. I don't know. What I do know is I'm excited. I I'm a fan of what I read about him. For that reason, I trust him. I mean, I people are like Detroit got a steal of a hire. Like how how do you read that and say, "Oh, this guy sucks." I don't understand that. You can't People are like, oh, Detroit got an under the like radar, like one of the best tires at GM. You could have, or like those people that are saying that aren't like Detroit apologists. They're not trying to like bump up their viewership in Detroit. They don't have fucking outside interest in making Detroit fans feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Why would people be saying that if they don't believe it? And if people in the NFL circles do believe it, then I'm happy. That's the least. That's the least we can ask for as Lions fans. So that's all I got on Holmes right now. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. I got my coffee. I said, it's Monday morning. If you don't think I'm drinking coffee on a Monday morning, you haven't been fucking paying attention guys. Come on now. And I've actually been, I've been very gracious to you. I haven't, it's been 15 minutes. I still haven't taken a sip, but I'm about to take a sip and then probably down a good amount at this break. This thing is, is it's people think podcasting is all fucking lollipops and fairy tales. It isn't. It's not even close. Actually, I make a cup of coffee and then, oh, I just got to let it sit cold because I'm out here pouring my guts and my heart out to you people. So hopefully you can like smile a little bit today. (laughs) I got to fucking go sit on an exercise ball so I can be in a quiet space in my basement. So you can, so you can get your fill and know what to expect from Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. Like, don't call me a hero, but you absolutely should call me a hero. You absolutely should. Maybe a shrine. I don't know. Maybe some commemorative t-shirts would do really take your pick, but you should be calling me a hero. No doubt. Um, so Brad Holmes were kind of got out of the way. Wish I had more to say, but I don't know is what it is. I guess like, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to fucking inform you on what this guy was doing in 2007. That's what like the Detroit free press and sports illustrated are for. Um, next next steps we will do i'm going to take the break and then we'll do um dan campbell right out of the break that'll probably be a good like 10 minutes 15 minutes again a lot of kind of speculation if you like if that's the right word i don't know just stuff i've read from like the free press or wherever um i don't know a ton about him but just kind of my thoughts on it and then i want to talk a little bit about The playoff weekend. Also, I was actually talking to my friend, CJ. Shout out, CJ. A lot of – or a fair amount of people probably know who he is listening. Anyways, we were talking to him. So, Pat Mahomes goes out against the Browns this week with a concussion. Chad Hennie saves the day. But now it's Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, and the AFC Championship. Do they play put Mahomes off a quick concussion or do they sit him? We were talking about that and kind of what they'll do and if it's right or wrong because the NFL is going to make a billion dollars if he plays, but playing him off a quick concussion. And then Red Wings right after the break. All right, we're back. Um, I just time traveled. I didn't know I could do that. I'm sure you didn't. It's now the second intermission of the Red Wings game. Boys are tied 1-1 with Columbus. I did that first 20 minutes talking about Brad Holmes and the weekend and all that good stuff. Before, I was interrupted, had a couple things. Now uh, now I'm back, available, watch some some of the Wings game, intermission. We're going to get this going. So what we got left on the docket, Dan Campbell first and foremost. Like I said, <laughs> this podcast, this isn't going to be one where it's, oh, Nick, come and have a fun time and make some jokes about 15th century art. Uh-uh. No, come and have some laughs, say positive vibes. Mm-mm. This is a business trip. I'm not even fucking, I'm not talking about this podcast for me. I'm not talking about it because it's fun for me. So I, Oh, I'm so excited. Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell. No, I'm doing this because it's my duty to you. It's a goddamn business trip. No pleasure here. No pleasure here. This is my duty to the great people of the city of Detroit, to lions fans all across the country who have suffered for years and years on end, who will continue to suffer for years on end. It's my duty. So Like I said before, don't have to call me a hero, although you probably should. Here I am, Dan Campbell. All right, let's get into it. Dan Campbell. Here's what I know. Tight end or uh, yeah, tight ends coach for the Saints and the assistant head coach, whatever that means, assistant to the regional manager is literally the only thing I can think of. Like, what the fuck does the assistant head coach do? like hold, hold the challenge flag for Sean Payton or something, like the guy who carries around the headset. I don't really know what the assistant head coach does. From what I've read about Dan Campbell and I talked about it a little earlier, he's supposed to be, quote, unquote, a great leader of men and incredible at getting people to work together and come together and pull in the same direction for a common cause, which is a great skill to have. Football, business, relationships, whatever. That's just a great life skill, getting people to come together and see the greater, like the greater good, the greater cause, fantastic skill. So like, I don't know if assistant head coach is like a fancy way of saying director of morale. I'm not really sure how much of an impact (laughs) the tight ends coach makes X's and O's wise. I do know Jared cook had a huge fumble for the saints yesterday. So like. That's not great, I guess. I don't. I mean, the tight ends coach probably doesn't have a ton to do with him fumbling, but still, point remains. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. So obviously, according to my last podcast, I still believe that Saleh was the guy I wanted. One, I think that goes for like ninety percent of Lions fans, hometown boys. So it just hits different. Fiery, energetic dude. Also, kind of like had a lot of the same. I don't think said about him, like leader of men, great at getting people to buy in, gets people to believe in them, gets them to work together, gets them to put their ego aside just for just to complete the team's goal, essentially, which is, again, one of the reasons I was all in on Saleh. Like, that's what we fucking need, it seems like. And then on the flip side, I wanted Arthur Smith if Saleh didn't work out because he not Him not as much because, oh, leader of men, he'll command respect, he'll get the culture right, none of that. Arthur Smith was more kind of the opposite side of coaching, why you want to coach. He made Ryan Tannehill – Ryan Tannehill had a fucking unbelievable season this year. Their offense, the Titans' offense is one of the best offenses in the NFL. Derrick Henry, again. Derrick Henry, again, just ran it down people's throats. They didn't have a single Pro Bowler on the O-line, and this guy was still figuring out ways for them to just run it 30 times a game when everybody knew that's all they were going to do, and they did it anyway successfully. And then he made Ryan Tannehill look like Aaron Rodgers. That alone, I was like, bro, if if, if this guy's fucking touching Ryan Tannehill and turning him to gold, if he touches Matt Stafford, that guy's going to turn the million-dollar bills. That guy's going to turn – I don't even know what he's going to turn into. Like titanium, is that better than gold? He's going to turn into like the fountain of youth. He's going to turn into a – a a way for you to buy time. The only thing more valuable than money he's he's so good. He'll give you time back. So that's why I wanted Smith after those two. I was kind of like, whatever, I'm not, I'm never going to get excited. The only one I really didn't want was Marvin Lewis. And I explained that short story. He did it with the Bengals. They didn't do anything. Sure. They had some decent teams. They never did anything. Um, if we're hiring a coach to just get back to going eight and eight or nine and seven, then what the fuck are we doing here in the first place? Loser mentality. I don't care for that. You shouldn't care for that as far as I'm concerned. So that one reason didn't love Lewis, but everyone else, I was like, whatever, I'll give him a shot. So here we are. Dan Campbell, a little disappointing. No lie. I'm a little disappointed that Dan Campbell isn't an X's and O's guys, X's and O guy. But when you think about it, think about it this way. There are people that are already like, oh, this Dan Campbell guy. Oh, great. He doesn't know his X's and O's. This dude screwed. Like, what are we doing? We're not, it's such a bad hire. Okay. I mean, I kind of get it. Like, I wish this dude could come in and just install a defense that didn't let anybody ever score. That would be nice. No doubt. But at the same time, we just we are coming off of a guy who was an X's and O's mastermind guy, the defensive guru. Remember him, the fat dude with the pencil in his ear. Even though the fucking piece of paper he would write on is laminated, he was an X's and O's guy. He was a rocket scientist, defensive guru, one of the best fourth, one of the best play calls in Super Bowl history, <laughs> and he was the fucking worst at his job. And his downfall was nobody respected him. I don't think players, I mean, some did, but a lot of those guys were like, I'm not going to buy in. This dude kind of sucks. The kind of the opposite of what one would call a leader of men, uh, the opposite of galvanizing a locker room and getting everybody to pull towards a common cause. So while you can be a little upset or maybe sad that Dan Campbell isn't an X's and O's guys, fucking, we just had an X's and O guy and all he was good for was plowing donuts. I'm kind of in on the fact that, hey, maybe he's not a genius when it comes to offense or defense, but he's going to get people to buy in. He's going to get them to put the ego aside and say, we're here to win fucking games for Detroit. And you know what's more important than being an X's and O's guys yourself, than being able to install a mastermind offense or defense, being able to find guys who can do that, being able to find people who will be successful being able to identify talent and put them in the spots to make your organization successful. That's more important to me. You Listen, you're the head coach. You take care of calling timeouts and challenging plays and getting the boys ready to play and believe. You find guys that know offense. You find guys that know defense. You let them do their jobs, and we'll be okay. I'm in with that. I don't know why people are so upset about it. Like, don't get me wrong. I still wanted Saleh but I'm okay with that. If Dan Campbell can do that, then I think we might have something here. I really do. It's it's you get those guys like Patricia is a perfect example. Or You get the Matt Nagy's in Chicago, the guys who are the super geniuses and have been studying playbooks since they were little kids. And then they come in and they think they're the smartest guy in the room. And they're Mr. Arrogant. They're talking to these guys like they're better than them just because they've read playbooks. Like, Sure, they might be really smart, even though neither Matt Nagy or Matt Patricia seem to be that smart. But I, I digress. They might be really smart when it comes to football plays and getting guys in spots, but they have no feel for like the human connection, for working with people, for energizing people, for relating to people. Which as a head coach, I think as a leader, honestly, in like any, whether it's sports, like again, business, like life relationships, like more important than being really smart and having all the answers to all the problems, I think is just being able to get people to come together, getting people to buy in, getting people to trust each other and believe and like pull towards a common goal. Maybe I'm being a fucking Homer. I'm sure I am a little bit like, what's the point? What's the point? If you're a person right now, who's already like, Oh, Dan Campbell stinks. What's that? Why did we hire him? It's over fire. him. this franchise is never going to do anything right. Nothing's going to change. We suck. Boo hoo. If you're being one of those people, then why are you even fucking here? Like we don't, I don't want you get out of here. That's the most loser attitude in the history of the world. What's the use in that? Oh, Oh, I'm just going to like, because we didn't get our one guy, I'm just going to fucking already shoot it down, even though it's never had a chance. Like, what is that? Why? Why would you do that? Why do you watch sports? Why do you do anything? Why do you believe in anything? If it's like, oh, it didn't go perfectly according to plan. Uh, It's probably never going to work then, dude. That's such a fucking dumb mentality, such a loser mentality again. Again, we talk about. I have the shirt right now. Same old lions. It's the men, the motto since 1957. Like that shit feeds into the same old lions mentality. Like you're just gonna shoot it down before the guys even took the job, taking the job. I saw a guy, World of Isaac. If you know him on Twitter, seems like a great guy. Seems like a nice guy. Um, but he was already kind of poo-pooing the Dan Campbell hire. He was where it was like he's never been an OC or a DC, not an X's and O's guy. And he was like, "Oh, this should go great." Sarcastically, like. Why are you why are we already downplaying it? Like we just got the X's and O's guy and he was the fucking worst person at his job in the history of jobs. Maybe maybe it's for the best that maybe we, we go the different route. We go with the guy who's incredible at bringing people together, the guy who's incredible at at steering teams through adversity, the guy who hopefully is good at identifying talent to handle those X's and O's. Like maybe that's more important than the guy being good at the X's and O's himself. I don't know. I don't. I just don't understand how people are already poo-pooing this and why you want to poo-poo it. Like, what is the use in that? That's such a loser mentality, like negative mentality. Are you about that in life? Like one thing doesn't go perfectly and you're like, oh well, just shut it down, shut it all down. This is pointless. It's another three years of of disparity, like or of despair, not disparity. (laughs) But seriously. Who thinks like that? What is that? What's the point, dude? That's like the opposite of what, that's like the opposite of the point of sports in the first place. The point of sports is you go in every week, you go in every game, having something to believe in positive thinking, this is the team, this is the year we did that. Like, that's the point of fucking sports, dude, is you give something to believe in something to distract you from shit that actually is going wrong. And you're just going to bring your negativity into that too. I mean, fucking get out of here with that. I don't need that. That's some same-old-lines bullshit. Now, in year three, if Dan Campbell's team is going 4-12 and 12 and we're blowing last-second games to Mitch Trubisky because our defense sucks, fine. Fine. That Fine. Then we can break out the negativity and the same-old-lines. I'll lead the bandwagon. But before the guys even started the job to be doing that, like, that's – like, it makes no sense. What is the fucking point of that? That's just how I feel. I don't understand – how there are people that are already like down on this hire. It's like, dude, don't get me wrong. Like I've said already a few times, I wanted Saleh too. I think he was the kind of the the home run hire. But shit happens. We didn't get him lemon, lemonade out of lemons now. Don't be a fucking pussy about it. Lemonade out of lemons. Don't squeeze those lemons. You, you can peel up the rinds and you can grind them up in your mouth and eat the rinds whole like a sorry loser. Or you can buy a little sugar, get yourself a high, a, like a magic bullet, a blender, or I don't even know if you need one of those. Squeeze up those lemons, add a little water and make some lemonade. And the choice is yours. The choice is yours. And if you're a person who's going to eat the rinds and just suffer through it just because, then I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you. I really can't. Um. So we'll see. It, it, and the other thing, like... Sh- Sure, Saleh was the guy for me too, like I said. But similarly to last time, I think Saleh, what I liked about him too, sure he is an X's and O's guys and he coached some great defenses, but part of his deal was similar to Campbell, like leader of men, gets guys to believe in him, got has guys respect. Um, Richard Sherman talked about how he's collaborative and when he writes the game plans, he'll ask the fucking players, the guys who are carrying out the mission – He'll ask them, what do you think works best for you guys? What would you like to do? Which I love that about him. Obviously, I'm just a believer like more minds are better than one. It's always a good idea to collaborate, to have more minds on something. Not to say you can't do something alone, but I think it helps. Uh, And more perspective, more ways of thinking. So I think that's kind of why I was in on him where he brings the technical X's and O's. But also, he's going to bring the, I'm going to get your ass to, eat 15 raw eggs in the morning and then run through a sheet of ice. Like, I love that. Where Dan Campbell maybe doesn't bring the defense, but he brings the the passion and you'll stab yourself in both your eyeballs and you're still going to go out there and play some football. That's what I like. So we'll see. We'll see. You can't poo-poo it this early. You just can't. Yeah. I, 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 I just can't get on board with that. I refuse to. Like, what are you doing with life if you're poo-pooing it already? So we'll see. That all being said, we'll see. Last time we got the home run hire, it didn't work out so great. This time we didn't get the home run hire. The guys we did get, people seem to like, people seem to have respect for, people seem to say they were good hires, so we'll see what happens. The other, the last thing I'll say about Dan Campbell is this. Much like I, I said, I like Saleh because he's the hometown boy, because he's familiar with the city of Detroit and the culture in Detroit and what the Lions mean and what it means to this city because he said all that stuff or because of all that is another reason I liked them. Dan Campbell played on this 0-16 team. <laughs> Not great. 0-16 stinks. But through that, he knows what it means. Like he's been here truly through the worst of the worst. He knows what football means in Detroit. He knows what the Lions fan base expects. He knows what it's like when you lose. He doesn't want to lose. Like he understands too. You make you I can't think of a city and a sport more on brand outside of like before the Cubs won. If you bring a winner to that franchise, to the Lions, I can't think of like a more a fan base that'll worship you more. A winner to the Detroit Lions, and you are God in the city of Detroit until – honestly, once you die, they'll put up statues of you. People have, like, fucking – like, they have um, saints from the Bible. They'll have pictures of you in their homes. Like, he understands that. So I like that too. Hopefully he has some urgency. Hopefully he has a feel. Like, we don't have any – oh, three years ago in New England, I had the greatest fourth quarter play of all time. Like, that's just Patricia having no sense of the city – no sense of the fan base and what Detroit's about. Hopefully Dan Campbell fucking being here understands that and doesn't have any of that shit going on. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, that being said, that being said, that's all I got on Campbell. Obviously we're going to talk about him more once he gets here, hopefully makes moves, has a couple of press conferences, all that shit. I'll obviously keep going along the way, but that's all I got for now. Interesting hire. I kind of like it. Obviously, a little, a few shortcomings, but I'm I'm with it. I'm rocking with it. Let's see what happens, Dan. Let's see what happens. Come to Detroit, build a winner. Quick break and we'll be back. Actually, we're almost up 40 minutes, so I'm going to end it there today. This one's going to come out Monday, and then tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll do a little Red Wings, uh, NFL playoffs, the Pat Mahomes concussion. I don't know. I just want to talk about it. Like if he comes back, they rush him back because the NFL wants money. It's a little bit of that. And then maybe some random weekend stuff, random, I don't know, like funny, funny topics about weekends. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, happy MLK Day, everybody. Hope everyone takes a couple minutes. Think about it. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And appreciate greatness too. I mean, this guy's like the goat human being. So as always, thank you for listening. The Red Wings just got fucking scored on. It's two on Columbus. You absolutely hate to see it, but is what it is. The offense is cooking, but we can't finish. Anyways, thank you for listening. Twitter at Nick Second String, Instagram at The Period Second, Period String, The Second String, Detroit at gmail.com. Questions, topics, whatever. Tell me I, you love me. Tell me I, you hate me. Whatever. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow.